Welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Hey guys, it's Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Closet in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I got flack for saying closets with an N. You're so sensitive to the grammatical. <laughs> there's so critics. many critics. There's so many grammatical errors and I think it's funny and I think other people should laugh at me because <laughs> it's funny. Well, I've just been waiting for you to say height. Hmm. You haven't you haven't given us a you know the height of a uh, on sub yet. <laughs> <laughs> no one, anybody out there ever say widths and heights? <laughs> you. <laughs> well, when I was thirty six years old. I stopped saying heights. <laughs> because I told you to? No, because, no, I didn't tell you to stop. I just pointed out that you said it. You just said, you know that's wrong, right? You know that's not a word. And I was like, no, it's totally a word. Let me get my phone and Google it. But it's not. It's height. And I still say it. I'm sure okay. I'm 100% positive. In, I still say it. It's totally endearing. I love it. And it just, but every single time you said it, I remember thinking, huh never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I've managed to make it this far. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're good. How are Nobody you? Else. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I have a funny story though in relation to the Michael Peterson story or Kathleen. How did we word it? Kathleen Peterson. Mm. Right? Yeah. I think it's Kathleen Peterson, but it might not be. I don't know. It's this. The stair one. Yeah. Watch your step two episodes ago. Go there listen. you go. You should um, go back and listen to that if you have not. But um, if you have, then you will think this is quite funny. Um, if you are not aware of the Nextdoor app, it's an app that, you know, people post on in, you know, your general area about things you can Well, ask. the neighborhood one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And basically you can ask like for suggestions for places or just like post some random like complaint or whatever. Anyway, um, somebody posted about, it's not funny, but it is funny in relation to the staircase case that their dog got, um, I don't even know, kidnapped, owl hacked. I don't know. <laughs> owl napped. <laughs> they, the, an owl came down, swooped down, grabbed their dog, was flying away with it. But everyone in this area has those electronic fences. And so it passed the barrier oh and the God. dog got shocked. So it shocked the owl and dropped the dog. <laughs> My heavenly day. <laughs> awful. Oh, it's an awful story. I'm sorry and for that did dog. Did the dog die? No, the dog's fine. Yeah, okay. No, then it was fine. Is. Like, funny. you know, because it's not a it's not a deadly shock. It's just a shock to make them, you know, well, not no, I cross that. More from the fall. Well, no, I don't think they were that high up. But anyway, the shock went through, hit the owl, and the owl was like, hell no, and just <laughs> dropped that dog. <laughs> nope. But, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> 
Anyway, so the owl was gonna eat the dog or yes. feed it to its babies. Think about that owl theory, people. Just think about that owl theory. It's not know, totally out of the mean, question, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, I just saw on the news. Well, I mean, no, Facebook. That a woman got attacked by a bald eagle. Yeah. And let me tell you, man, there was a picture and like a little bit of video footage of this. And bald eagles are very big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, my mouth was hanging open. Yeah. Like it was wild. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Maybe there's something to that Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> like the birds, birds are scary i have a friend who's scared of birds like really scared of birds birds. but that bird movie scary yeah well yeah (laughs) apparently so are owls and bald eagles Mm -hmm. well they're birds that just seems that both of those stories are very 2020 of course people are getting attacked by birds (laughs) very true very true godzilla is next guys godzilla is next (laughs) we had a um hurricane and an earthquake the same oh, week right. in North Carolina. On Sunday, we had a hurricane. And on Friday, we had an earthquake. In North Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Okay. Good luck. Just come already. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I've... Well. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to start school tomorrow. So, okay. <laughs> all right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Drink up. Drink up. Drink up while I tell you a tale. <laughs> Just go step back. <laughs> what do you have for me? Well, I have some happy murder stories. <laughs> what else? You know, is I love too when we were talking about the dog, and I was like, "Oh my god, did the dog die? That would be terrible." Yeah, I know because it's know, we talk about people dying all the time. It's like, "Oh my god, what about the dog?" <laughs> oh, don't please do not tell me the dog died. <laughs> we can't laugh if the dog's it's awful. No, no, no. It's not. It's not okay. Anyway, okay, well, I kind of, I feel like I have an interesting one for you. Um, This one was suggested to me by my mother-in-law, Betty. Oh, I love Miss Betty. Yes, she's amazing. She's awesome. We just recently visited her in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin for a long weekend, and we were just, you know, sitting there over coffee, chatting about the podcast, and she mentioned this case Um, That apparently she had suggested a while back and I had to kind of dig back in my memory, but I do remember her mentioning it. And so I figured, well, no better time to report it than right after I've come to visit her. So here we go. It uh, takes place in Chippewa and Lake Halley, which are two towns that are pretty, pretty close to each other. Chippewa is a town of about 14,000 people and is an hour and a half west of where we lived when we were living in Wisconsin. So pretty, pretty close. And Lake Halley is slightly southwest of Chippewa. And it's a small, quiet community of about 6,000 people. This case also takes place specifically 2.3 miles from where my my mother-in-law lives. Oh, wow. (laughs) Very, very close. Did she find out about it on the Nextdoor app? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so It sounds pretty small I'm pretty sure people just talk about it <laughs> Or maybe they're on the news The local news but. <laughs> but it's very stinking close to home for her 
And one of the victims was a worker at a grocery store that is very close to her house as well, which I have often gone to when I'm there in town. Hmm. So, you know, I was just like, oh, that's interesting, even though literally I have no idea who this lady is. But, you know, I can pretend. these little cases, though. Yeah. So on the evening of July 28th, 2019, around 10.30 p.m., police responded to a 911 call of shots being fired in the village of Lake Halley. Police arrived to the home of Tang and Mei Vang, which I could be pronouncing these names wrong. Um, there's a um, community of Hmong mm-hmm. people. You know, have you heard of the Hmong mm-hmm. population? Yes, in Wisconsin. And I know they were in Wausau where we were and clearly in Chippewa. So I may be pronouncing these these names wrong, but Tang and Mei Vang. And the police find the door shot open. Two victims are dead and two people with gunshot wounds. 51-year-old Tang Vang and 39-year-old Mei Chang Vang. Oh, wow. They had both been shot in the arms as they had tried to protect themselves. And their wounds were so severe that... Both of them had to have their arms amputated following this. Oh, my gosh. Shooting. Um, the two deceased people were 33-year-old Richie German Jr. and 24-year-old Lael Vang. They, Lael is the daughter of Tang and May. Oh, okay. I was going to say, obviously, a relative. Yes. Is Richie her boyfriend? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. But I think maybe he wanted to be. Got it. Um, they each had a single gunshot wound to the hang, to the head, to the hang. Oh, man. <laughs> lots of angs. Got it. I was waiting for a slip up. I'm not going to lie. I know. Seriously, last, last week or two weeks ago, it was the man in the van. Yeah. <laughs> I kept saying. <laughs> I'm getting the, the, the ang words mixed up here. Anyway. Uh, Their four younger children were also in the house, but they were hiding and unharmed. A vehicle was discovered still running outside the residence that was registered to Douglas German. And in the car was a loaded gun or a loaded handgun clip and handcuffs. Police, after figuring out who the car was registered, decide to go to Douglas's home to inquire why his car had been outside of this house. Okay, can we just for one second? Yes. We have a mom and dad mm-hmm. and five kids. Yes, one of okay. which is deceased. Four okay, are so unharmed. Mom and dad get shot in the arms. Yes, because they're kind of like defensively putting their arms up to. I didn't even know that could help save you, but okay. I don't think it can, but if there's a gun like, you know, aimed at you, I feel like you might be like, whoa, and totally. just throw you. Yeah. I'm totally going to do that if that ever happens now because I'd rather my arms go than myself. Right. Um, daughter shot and a boy, but shot. four other kids left unharmed. Yes, because they were hiding and got it in the house. So I feel like we know who the targets were. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Right. So, and, and there'll be more information. I'm just kind of, it's, this is kind of an overview. Yeah. I got <laughs> lost in all the angles. So I, I know. Just I know. A it's a little bit confusing. Got it. So they go to Douglas German's house, which is the the same name as Richie, Richie German Jr. Okay. 
Um, cause his car is the one that's outside the house. So they arrive at the home of Douglas German and it's about two 30 in the morning at this point on July 29th. So this is the home. This home is the one that's really closest to my mother-in-law. So they knock on that door, but no one answers. They attempt to knock again and then no one answers. So this time they decide, well, all right, we need to enter the home by force. And so they enter and they find three more bottle bodies, 32-year-old <gasps> Douglas German, 66-year-old Bridget German, and 8-year-old Calvin German, who was Douglas's son. Okay. Neighbors confirm that they are residents of the home and they are the mother, brother, and nephew of Richie German, which okay. is one of the victims at the other house in Lake Halley. Got it. The Vane family house. Okay. So upon further investigation, they start to put the pieces together. Richie was not a victim at all, and he was the perpetrator. (gasps) Richie Jr., I'm going to start to call him by Jr. because there will be a senior entering the, the, the mix in a little bit. But Richie Jr. has been described by his father, Richie German Sr., as a loner, loner, he lived with his dad from about 2005 to 2014. And Richie Senior and Bridget, which is one of the de- the deceased, had been divorced. And from what I can gather, after 2014, Richie Junior lived with Bridget and Douglas on and off for a few years. Okay. Dad said that Richie Junior had a history of mental illness, specifically being bipolar, according to one article. He had been employed only one time during the years between 2015 and 2014 when he lived with his dad. His dad said he'd only been employed one time for about a year at Menards, which if you don't know what that is, it's a home improvement store, kind of like Home Depot or Lowe's. Okay. So out of that, what is that? Help me with the math. (laughs) Nine year stretch. (laughs) He'd only been employed for about a year. (laughs) So, um, and he also at this time had stayed in his bedroom most of the time, according to dad. And he also had been convicted of one crime in 2006 of disorderly conduct. And that was, and he was sentenced to a year of probation after getting into a fight with his brother or brothers and pointing a gun in the direction of them. So he had kind of a history with guns Hmm. and... A little bit of anger, but tendency towards violence, but he had only been sentenced to a year of probation. So whatever. And that had been, you know, in 2006. So police believe that Bridget, Douglas, and Calvin were likely killed either Friday night, the 27th, or early on Saturday morning, the 28th. Bridget worked at a local grocery store and she had been there since 2004 and on Saturday the 28th she hadn't shown up for work and didn't call so you know the manager there or whoever called to inquire about her whereabouts didn't get an answer though and but soon after that Richie Jr. called back the grocery store and told them she was sick and in the hospital and then Sometime during that day, a neighborhood child knocked on the door to see if Calvin could play, and Richie Jr. told 
that little boy that Calvin was out shopping with his grandmother. So told mom's work. She's she sick in the hospital. But then told the neighbor kid, well, she's out shopping because his nephew Calvin's with him. So he was in the house with them mm-hmm. after he killed them. Wowzers. Police believe he had shot and killed all three before all of these events. Authorities believe that Richie had stayed in the home, as you just mentioned, with the bodies for a day or so. His mother was found in the basement. Autopsies eventually revealed that she had been shot in the head five times. Three times in the back of the head and twice in the side of the head. She had been killed in the bathroom, but then dragged to an adjacent room. His brother and nephew were each shot twice, once in the back of the head and once in the front. Mm. It's believed that they were killed in the kitchen, but then he wrapped them in sleeping bags and dragged them to a bedroom that basically was an empty room and it only contained... um, a bed, and these two bodies when they found them. It seemed as though Richie was pretty meticulous about cleaning the home up afterwards as well. All of the gunshot wounds appeared to be, quote-unquote, kill shots. So it's unclear to police why he shot them all multiple times because each one of the shots would have just killed them immediately. Hmm. It is believed that he shot his family a day or so. Oh, no. It is believed that he shot his family, and a day or so later, he drove 10 miles to Lael Vang's home. He blasted his way into her home. He first encountered her father, Tang, and shot him in the arm. May was in another room and mistook the gunshots for a possible gas stove explosion. I've never heard an explosion of a gas stove, so I don't know what that would sound like, but... Hmm. I guess it would be similar. Maybe it had happened before. Yeah, who knows? So <clears throat> she was in another room. So then she ran into that room and saw Richie. And she assumed he was there to burglarize the home. So she tried to get away, but he shot her and hit her in the arm as well. She vaguely remembers seeing him pacing around and then heard a couple more shots. May says the shooting only lasted a couple of minutes and she did not witness her daughter being killed or Richie turning the gun on himself at that point. So, and thank goodness, because I mean, I couldn't even imagine being there as your child is gunned down. No less, you know, I mean, she was there, but she didn't witness it. So thank goodness she didn't actually see it, but she did unfortunately hear it. It's probably not too much different, I would imagine, hearing versus seeing it. But anyway, um, police are convinced that Richie, <clears throat> excuse me, went there to kidnap Lael based on the loaded handgun clip and the handcuffs in the car. They also start to think that this is a copycat of Jamie Kloss's kidnapping that happened just under a year prior to this, about 40 miles away. And that was mentioned mm-hmm. episodes ago with um, the Melon Jam <clears throat> episode of Jody Kloss's. Do you remember that one? She was really young, though, wasn't she? Was she was the 13-year-old. The, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but in both cases, the perpetrator blasted their way into the homes, shot parents, and had similar items found in the car. So that's the really the only reason that 
they're assuming that he was trying to copycat this hmm. and that it had been, you know, just, you know, less than a year earlier. But really, we may never know why Richie carried this out. Cause... I was just going to say, what was the motive of any of it? Of killing his family? Of killing this random person? Were they friends? Did they go to school together? Like, what is the connection? Okay. So, I'm glad you say that. Because I was just about to say, we know how Richie was connected to Bridget, Douglas, and Calvin. Because that's his mother, brother, and nephew. Mm-hmm. But how is he connected to Leo? And I will let you know that after this break. Hmm. Sneaky. (laughs) Okay. So, the fourth murder victim of Richie German Jr. was 24-year-old Lael Vang. It's not entirely clear how they know each other, but in the days before the murder, Richie had sent Lael unsolicited texts. These texts later revealed to be sexual in nature, to which she would respond, who is this? I don't know you. Ooh. When yeah. you say unsolicited, that means she didn't text him. Right. He just yeah, sent her a text like randomly. Right. Yeah. Got just it. Out of the blue, he sends this person a text and they're all sexual in nature. And she's like, uh, hey, who's up? Who are you at? <laughs> hmm. There's never been any evidence that suggesting that either one of them have ever met. They Whoa. think that he, huh? That's wild. Yeah, I know. I Yeah, they think that he found her on the internet and just started harassing her, which, I mean, I guess if you just find somebody on Facebook that maybe is connected, but I mean, no lines have really ever been connected between them. So I don't know exactly how he would have found her or what. Tinder? I guess maybe. I don't know. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it literally, they have never come out. I've read every article I could possibly find on this and they've never come out with anything that connects them in any way. Except that he just randomly well, found he got her phone just... number. Right. I know. Yeah. Which it doesn't make sense to me. How do you get some I mean like you can pay for that, I guess, if you find somebody on Facebook or True. wherever and you can pay to get a phone number on the internet, but I don't know. Who knows? After further investigation of the phones, police found that Richie had also called Lael on July 18th, which is about 10 days before this incident. He called her about 3.18 in the morning, but it doesn't seem like she answered. And he also called her dad's phone at 3.54 in the morning that same day, but likely that he didn't answer either. The family has no idea how he got their numbers and they didn't know him. They don't remember these calls coming in because it's three in the morning. So they were probably sleeping and I I would imagine just didn't even pay attention to that. They had a missed call or whatnot on their phones. But, and they've also told police that one of the phones, which I think was the dad's phone. Yes, it was a dad's phone that they no longer had that phone that he had called that day. Oh, it is stated that they had the phone number still. But not the phone, which to me doesn't make sense. Because if you have the phone number, then it doesn't matter what phone it's tied to. Wouldn't Mm. it come through? No, that's not true. Because, see, Apple came out with a new iPhone. And he went and bought the new iPhone. (laughs) That's what happened. And um, it doesn't hold your uh, most recent. Because it takes like 24 hours for the cloud to, to update. 
Oh. And so things that come in, so maybe, I don't know, I don't know if the time frame was that quick, but like it is possible for some of your stuff to not get put on the cloud and then it won't transfer. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's not, it's not clear as to why they didn't have the phone if it was lost or whatever. And you know, when, but they said that the phone that was tied to that number at the time they no longer had. So mm-hmm. they don't remember that phone calling coming in, but Lael's phone did have it, but still they don't, you know, they don't remember that phone call coming in. But again, it's three in the morning. I don't even know if I would pay attention. We, oh no, we know you wouldn't you. answer. <laughs> I told you my phone is on silent. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, no one's going to call you. If I see a phone number I don't recognize, I ain't paying attention to it. I'll be like, oh, no. well, they're the wrong number at 318 in the morning. <laughs> I wouldn't answer it even anyway. Well, like yeah. if I got a phone call from a random phone number, I wouldn't answer it anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. So anyway, so the police find paperwork for a car that was previously registered to Richie, which was a blue 1999 Pacific Sunfire for door sedan and they were hoping that if they found that car they might find some of his belongings in it that could provide clues into why he shot his own family members because they literally couldn't find anything of his anywhere i mean he was kind of a loner floating in and out of his mom's house and so they just really didn't find too much on him in general but when they did find his car it would had been junked at some point and his belongings were never recovered. So it's just, they have no idea. They literally have no idea why this guy did this. Oh my gosh. And the investigation is still open, but they're not sure that they'll ever truly know the answers for the motive. And in an interview, <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me, <clears throat> done by the Chippewa Herald almost two months after the shooting, Lale's parents, um, were saying that they would most likely not go back to that house. They had been living in a hotel for however long after the shooting. And um, I guess insurance was running out. And But they were like, we're not going to live in that house. There's too many memories there. And we don't want to live in a house that our daughter was shot in and her killer killed himself and whatnot. And they will never forgive him for taking Lyle from him. They will, however, stay in the Chippewa Valley area. <clears throat> And they describe Lael, and I want to use their words to describe her from this article. She, They said that she had always been well-behaved, smart, and good at school. Lael played the flute beginning in middle school, and she was a gymnast in high school. She also played in, <clears throat> in the school band as a senior. After graduating from Chippewa Falls High School, she attended UW-Eau Claire. She wanted to be a family counselor, May said. However, she eventually settled on a career in photography. She had recently moved back home just a few months prior to the killing. She made the decision to go back to school, and she had applied for the University of Denver and was accepted, and she was planning to go there in the fall of 2019. However, Hmm. she was killed in July. So, anyway. Well, she sounded lovely. Yes, she does sound like a lovely person, and clearly all of his, you know, family members were also that, I'm sure, lovely people that he, well, an eight-year-old? I know. I know. How could you, I mean, clearly, I feel like you have to be just mentally disturbed. I don't know what the right terminology is for that, mentally ill, 
to kind of be bonkers. Yeah. To just all of a sudden one day decide, I don't know, did, did her rejecting him with her text message, you know, who is this? I don't know you just anger him. And he was like, okay, that's it. I don't know. You know, I'm going to just kill my family and then go and kill her. I, I don't know. But I think that's the scariest part because there's no connection. So it's not even like she knew him and knew that we know of and knew to be like, this guy's weird. Like yeah. he gives me red flags or he, you know, like there was no nothing. It's not like she ever could have ever done anything to defend herself or right. to have kept this from happening or escalating or whatever. Like, right. You get a weird text from somebody, you're not going to be like, I'm calling the police. Right. Because, you know, if you get that text, you're like, who is this? I don't know you. And they don't write back or whatnot. You're just like, okay, well, maybe they had the wrong number and, you know, they stopped texting me. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, solved in we know who committed these murders, but unsolved in we don't know what his reasoning was behind it. But I don't know that half the time we know what the reasoning is behind anybody killing somebody else. So I mean, mm, truly, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, we always talk about the ones that are like nice and buttoned up, I think more often than not. And we know, but like, you're right. I would say the majority of homicides are just like random acts of crazed terror. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So, anyway, that's sad. That's crazy. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. And just from a little small town, it's kind of a, a big deal for towns like that, that, the, you know, this happened and it's not like it's an every, not that it's an everyday occurrence in a lot of towns, but this little tiny town in the middle of Wisconsin. Yeah. So mm, that's anyway. so sad. I liked it. Thanks for that good story. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Betty. Yes. Thanks, Betty. I know. Nice to chat with you about this over coffee. (laughs) That's that's, that's family right there. (laughs) Everyone, I don't just talk about crime on this podcast. I talk about it on coffee, on vacations with my mother-in-law too. (laughs) Well, I like it. I think that was great. So Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our crazy crime conversations we act like it's bad to talk about crime all the time everyone's here because they talk about crime all the time Mm -hmm. so we appreciate you guys listening we're having a great time we really love these case suggestions guys i feel like we've gotten some really good ones so please keep those coming that's so much fun for us and find us on facebook you can find us on instagram send us an email crimesandclosets at gmail.com Click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform and give us a five-star rating and review if you're so inclined and you have a minute because we really love those. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet. 